What's going on, everybody? It's Danny Pomploon, and this is session 80 of the Yogi Misfit Sessions. Hoping everyone is having a good week so far. It's been a gazillion degrees in San Francisco over the last few days. It's been blazing hot. Well, for San Francisco anyway, it's been like high 80s and whatnot. But yeah, no, been hanging out. I've actually been home for just a little bit, getting ready to take off uh, next week to London to go teach at the Gratitude Festival over with my friends over at Fierce Calm. So I'm super pumped out about that. And then there's a ton happening in San Francisco. Been really trying to focus on my community here and seeing how I can nurture everybody and maybe take people a little bit deeper. So there's some really fun uh, workshops coming up. Um, I want to remind everybody too that on July 12th, 13th, and 14th, I've got a three-day immersion workshop here in San Francisco. Um, so it's called Asana Anatomy and Alignment. And it's for those of you that are teachers and those of you that are not teachers. Uh, but it's a great way to start to deepen your practice. So if you feel like you're ready to go a little bit deeper in your poses and learn about the anatomy of the poses and how they work and why they work and how to actively engage them and activate them, and also make them last for your practice for many, many years. Great place for you to start. And also, if you're a teacher and you feel like you want to refine your skills a little bit, it's a nice way to get some some continuing education credits, um, but also refine your skills as well. And it's not only nice to be aligned in your body physically, that's a part of it, but remember that when we align ourselves physically, we also get to align ourselves energetically, yeah? And so we become in alignment that's when really we're, we start to dive into and tap into our yogic self so i'm really pumped to be exciting this this three-day immersion it's pretty much halfway full right now so there's still a few spots um, and i'll make sure i leave um, a link in the show notes below uh, but yeah that's happening in july it's a three-day course um, really great way to just deepen your practice and again refine your skills as a practitioner and as a teacher yeah, I'm trying to do a lot more for the community just in general now that I get to actually be here and hang out and it's just, you know, feeling connected to myself also gives me more permission to do that as well. And um, Oh yeah, there's one more thing before I forget too. I'm offering that uh, free five-week video course. Um, so I created this five-week course on arm balances. So we cover uh, Bakasana, which is crow pose, and then we cover side crow and Ekapadakuninyasana one and two. And it's all free for you to keep. So there's five 20 minute videos. Um, then you get a 10 minute warm up video and a 10 minute cool down video, plus a PDF on how to take care of your wrist. Um, and all you have to do is sign up uh, with your email, and that's it. You get to uh, have them and keep them forever. And uh, yeah, you can sign up uh, using the link in the show notes. It's just uh, dannypomploon.com forward slash email. Um, and that'll give you the five week video course for free. It's normally like $150. Um, yeah, I'm giving you guys all of that just because you are part of my tribe and my community. I love doing arm balances. They're so much fun. There's a lot of joy that it brings um, It brings out for me. Um, and it's a cool way to just have a good time and, and, and get a good sweat in as well. I mean, in addition to the actual yoga practice itself, but it, it's just, it's the fun aspect of it. It's where you get to just play around a little bit and, and be joyful. And, and why not get to do it out of the comfort of your own home, of course. 
I wanted to let y'all know about an online program called Unleash the Priestess Within and Thrive. It's hosted by a yoga teacher, uh, Nicole Doherty, who's a 500-hour ERYT teacher at Yoga Works. She's also a teacher trainer. She's a Reiki master. She's a life coach. She does breath work. And she's a shamanistic uh, Reiki practitioner. She runs retreats and workshops and has been for the last decade. So this program is a highly customized, integrative online coaching and personal healing program. And it combines ancient wisdom from teachings of yoga, shamanism, Reiki, and empowered coaching for a full body, mind, and transformation. So how do you know if this program is for you? You might be a yoga teacher, a mind-body healer, a therapist, or a spiritual teacher, and you feel committed to creating a business with income that supports you. You might be shifting careers and feel ready to move past your limiting beliefs and programs to step powerfully into a service as a spiritual entrepreneur. You want to love yourself, be in your power, align yourself with your purpose, speak your truth, and have actionable steps and goals to create your visions. This program is definitely for you. You can check out the link below in the show notes and check out Nicole's program, Unleash the Priestess Within and Thrive. So in this uh, episode, I get to interview Anna Forrest and Jose as well, Clarko, and it was such an honor and a pleasure to have them on the show. I tell the story in, in the episode, and you'll soon hear it. I met Anna actually a few years ago at a festival, um, taking her class, and I remember I was struggling, and she came right up to me and was like, are you breathing? Um, and it was kind of full circle how I got to, to chat with her this round, and uh, it was just such a great one, they're both such great humans and have such a great message, but also, you know, to have their wisdom and to have the opportunity and, and I'm just really humbled to be able to have, have talked to them. I, I love the show because it gives me the opportunity to bring on these really amazing guests um, so that y'all can hear their wisdom um, as well. It's super great to uh, to have them on the show and to be able to hear their voices and to connect you guys with a bunch of amazing yoga practitioners. So I'm really, really, really happy to, to have them on the show. Uh, without further ado, here comes the show. So, Jose, I agree with you. Everyone on the planet has probably taken an anaphoris class. <laughs> Absolutely. Um, many interviews always start, Danny, with... Uh, yeah, I took uh, Anna's class uh, 20 years ago, 15 years ago in San Francisco, in Chicago, in LA. It's it's incredible. Just about uh, every yogi in the USA especially has done a class with Anna. And well, Anna, you, you said 45 years? Yeah, I've been teaching 45 years. Oh my goodness. Wow. That's incre- that's incredible. I thought I was I thought I was getting after it with 10 years. <laughs> Ten years is a is a benchmark, but it's not sort of like ten years is one of the points of maturity. Like you're mm. starting to mature after your first decade. I remember. Uh, so it's funny enough, when I first got introduced to to really my my teaching path, you know, was uh, ten years ago, and I had done my first yoga journal conference in San Francisco. This is when I was living in Southern California, and that weekend it was um, I took a class from you, I took a class from Shiva Ray, I took a class from Stephanie Snyder, and I took a class from Jason Crandall, and it was like the best yoga buffet I had ever had because I got to have a little bit of everything, and that's what really hooked me. But I remember. 
I remember being in Triangle and I remember hanging out in Triangle and you looked at me and you came up and you're like, are you breathing? And I was like, she's got me. <laughs> yeah, you just said you were hanging out. <laughs> yeah. I wasn't participating. In a forest yoga class. Yeah, it was totally like, you know, like the day, th- day three and my body was just dying. But and I was like, are you breathing? And I was like, yeah, good call. <laughs> yeah, I can feel that. You know, it's like I feel when people are breathing or when they're not. It's a it's a wonderful feeling when everyone in the room starts to breathe. It's like the wind going through the cedar trees. And when it's mm. not, it's like a uh, like Los Angeles when it's all smog choked up. Yeah. Yeah. So Anna, when I first took your class, it was, you know, it was very, um, you, and then now Jose has come into, to the, the forest, uh, yoga movement. And I know you guys are doing a lot together, but I personally don't know the story of how you guys met and how this really cool, awesome, you know, symbiotic relationship has been created. So would you guys mind sharing? It's a, it's a magical medicine story. It's such a funny story, Danny, that at every teacher training, we have to tell the story of how we met. We actually met in an elevator. Oh, no way. (laughs) We met in an elevator on the way up to Body Mind Life, which is a yoga school in Sydney. Okay. The story goes that my yoga school in Sydney, uh, the general manager asked Jose, there is a woman called Anna Forrest, will you do a ceremony for her. And to be absolutely truthful, I didn't really know who Anna was, but I knew she was a big name in the USA. And Mm -hmm. just the week before, I'd done a ceremony for Sienna Sherman. I'm not sure if you know Sienna. I totally know Sienna, yeah. Oh, great, yeah. And anyhow, like once they said that Anna was affiliated with Native American uh, ancestry, Mm -hmm. I just went, okay, I'm going to do that. And that night at six o'clock, I had my tribe getting all uh, putting the traditional regalia and paint on. I have an Aboriginal company called Descendants Aboriginal, which is the world's oldest living culture, religion, and philosophy, uh, going back 40,000 years. And as I was running to the lift, there was three women in the lift, and one of the women left the door open. I came in and I looked at these three women coming up in the elevator and I said, are you Anna Forrest? And she looked at me and said, sometimes. (laughs) And I thought, ah, in my Australian manner, ah, we got a smart ass here, okay. And as the elevator door flung open, she said, who are you? And I said, you'll find out. (laughs) <laughs> and then the quite, th- quite mysterious, Jose, quite mysterious. <laughs> and of course, being Jose is like the door opens, he makes a dramatic exit. And I just thought, <laughs> okay, focus. I got to focus now. I don't know what you, was, but I got to focus. <laughs> did you feel yourself getting like pulled? Like, okay, what's going on here? Yeah, I, it was a big what's going on here. But it was like when I was in the elevator, it was like, I don't got time to focus on a sparkly man. I've got to do my strategy. <laughs> I don't have the yoga poses to help me get these people LinkedIn, you know, I need to gather my energy just through my words. So I was like really pulling on my energy. That's, that's a very, um, I love the way that you said like a sparkly man, because there are, there are certain people where you're like, huh, what's going on over there? Shiny. Mm, yeah. Very shiny. They say when you meet your twin flame, that really weird things happen. And you also meet in the most unlikely places, a fucking elevator. Yeah. But the story yeah. goes, then we had the cream of Australia's yoga talent 
were going to greet Anna. And I was doing a book launch for Fierce Medicine. And Anna is talking and then we just barged in, didgeridoo, music sticks, rattling. And then all of a sudden, Anna and her team looked and went, hmm, there's that guy again. I love it. I I said, Anna Forrest, could you come to the front, please? And, you know, all my guys were in full warrior regalia, the Mm -hmm. paint, the nakedness, the didgeridoos. They looked fierce. And uh, I sort of felt sorry for Anna because now I had her in the palm of my hand. (laughs) She took it like a great sport. How the tables have turned. (laughs) Yeah, she took it like a great sport. And my warriors uh, did a a spiritual baptism dance, a welcome dance. And then the final part is we played the didgeridoo, which is an ancient uh, 40,000-year-old instrument, on Mm. Anna's heart. And I had my hands on the back of Anna's heart. And just within a few days, uh, Anna and I were together and we, we, we married these two amazing worlds of shamanism, magic, world's mm-hmm. oldest philo- philosophies, married it into forest yoga. And we just came up with something that is truly unique in the history of yoga. There has never been anything like Anna and what Anna and Jose bring to the table these days and we're so excited about it because every time we're teaching right now we're breaking through and it's like this is so fun this is so deep and we're just we're just diving into the depths of what's possible here and yet we're very steady because we know our own our own craft really well so going into the unknown is not such a thrashy thing it's we're pretty we're very steady and connected in it. But I got more to add to that story because there's a bit of a backstory on our meeting. Yeah, and I want to hear your side of it too, yeah. <laughs> Before I came to Australia, that was the first time for me, and I'd been wanting to go to Australia forever because I had been dreaming about Uluru, which in America it's known as Ayers Rock, but that's not really its name, which is that big red rock in the middle of a red desert. I'd been dreaming and dreaming and dreaming about it not knowing mm-hmm. that it actually was a place. Uh, I'll just... Uh, Uluru is the heart chakra of the planet Earth for the Aboriginal okay. people. Okay. So I was sitting with a dear friend of mine in her backyard in the foothills of California. And we were doing a ceremony, and I was doing a pipe ceremony and a calling and a prayer. And in my prayers, I'd asked help for the sacred ones. One, to meet the Aboriginal people in the ceremonial way, knowing I was going to the city and that usually the Indigenous people were were chased out of the city by the invaders, yeah. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Two was to go to do a pilgrimage to Uluru. And then three, which was the hardest thing to ask for, was, all right, sacred ones, I'm calling now for my life partner. It's time. Mm-hmm. The others have been, you know, experiments. But this right. time, you know, and I made a whole list. It's like this time my life partner, he has to have his own magic. He has to have a deep respect for the first people and for my work. And I went on and on, you know, no drugs and alcohol, no addictions like that, connected to his own spirit. And I went, I went on, the list goes on, but those are some of the salient points. So I did the ceremony and at the end of the ceremony, some funny things happened, which usually means like, okay, sacred ones are listening. And one was a coyote howling. The other was a train whistling, which is like in that area, I'd never heard a train before. And my friend had lived mm-hmm. there for decades. 
So ended that ceremony and then shortly after got on the plane. And when we were setting up to do the Fierce Medicine talk, we hadn't actually really started. We were just getting the mics ready and things laid out and stuff. And Phil, who is the owner of Body, Mind, Life in Australia, said, wait, 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 we have a, a performance for you. And I said, what, Phil, like a warm-up band? I'm on a, I'm on a schedule. I'm really focused here. I was like, yeah, yeah, okay. <laughs> you know. So I, I pulled over to the side of the wall for whatever it was. And then I heard the didgeridoo, and I didn't know what it was, and the clapsticks. And so, you know, like my little psychic ears really pricked forward, kind of like a thoroughbred horse. And mm -hmm. I was like, what's that? And then when Descendants came in, I was awestruck. And it wasn't because I was like, well, what's this? It was like, oh, my fucking gods. This is, yeah. this is my ceremony. And the sacred ones laughed at that moment. And I heard them. And I didn't know why they were laughing. But the reason why is because my entire prayers were there. With Asking you shall receive. Yeah. Yeah. Because I, you know, and there was that guy from the elevator again. I didn't realize that. There was my twin flame. Wow. And later that year, we went to Uluru and had much magical gifting from the, the rock and the stars and the, animals. the, the yeah. dingoes and the kite hawks. And it was amazing. But that's another story. Do you remember what it what it felt like when you when you saw him walk in after, you know, like because you, you guys met in the elevator. But do you remember what it felt like in your body and in your heart and your mind when you saw him walk in? you know, for that, I guess that second meeting. I do, but it was also, he was right behind this, the, the, the performers of Descendants. He was right behind them and I was just struck. It was, and he was there, but there was also, it was like, there's that man, you yeah. know, but it was also all mixed up with, this is my prayers. So yeah. he was enveloped in that medicine magic of wake up. This is big magic happening. Wake up. And so every sense was quivering. So, yeah, I was singing the songs uh, while the performers were dancing. And then, of course, we did the heart massage where we put the didgeridoo a couple of inches from the heart. And I had my hands behind uh, on Anna's back. And I felt this big awakening, this big opening in the heart. I didn't know what it meant. I didn't know we were going to get together and become life partners at that stage. But a couple of days later, I started uh, where I went back to Anna's hotel to uh, put together some music for her class. And as soon as I stepped out, there was the wildest electrical storm I have ever seen in my life. And then that's when I knew, oh, there's my partner. Because years earlier, this Egyptian clairvoyant, a friend of mine, she said that your life partner is an American woman and she's overseas right now. I didn't really believe her, <laughs> but uh, <laughs> you know, I thought, oh, my God, there it is. There it is, that storm. And later I, I learned that Anna's uh, totem was storms and lightning as well. Mm -hmm. It was great. And, like, when Jose – we had had a couple of meetings. This was in February 2014, and I said – I didn't really understand Jose's connection to music because we hadn't exactly talked about that. We were talking about other things like telling each other our secrets and the things that really mattered. And, and I said, I need some help pulling this music piece together for my advanced training that I was doing. And then he came over and he, it was Valentine's day and he brought me this beautiful 
hand-painted boomerang. And he gave it to me and I looked at him and it just really touched my heart in hilarity too, though, because Jose had already made it really clear, like he's a man of peace. Right. And I was one that hunted in the wilderness. Yeah. Yeah. And yeah. And I looked at him and I said, you brought me a weapon. wouldn't have the same impact for me and he's going no no it means i want you know i want you to come back and it's like jose you brought me a weapon (laughs) that felt like such a deep understanding and acceptance of who i am yeah and in australia when we get together for a spiritual gathering we call this a corroboree and i just had this idea that every yoga meeting or every yoga class should become like a corroboree, a place of learning and a place of healing. So all all the medicines, because I I saw, I could see from all, I've done over a hundred events with Anna now, I could see that every event, people are broken, people are neurotic, people are dysfunctional. And here I had a lifetime of shamanistic tools, music. I play keyboards, piano, drums, music sticks, sing, a story tell. And I thought, I've got all this ammunition and I'm going to bring all this. And we're really going to turn our yoga classes into a corroboree, like a sp- spiritual gathering. It's not going to be about downward dog and, and uh, you know, wheel and, and all this stuff, even though the postures themselves will be an arena where we quest for. But the bigger picture is people are here to find stability and happiness in their life. And I have all these tools that I can give to Anna and weave and thread through it, as well as being a yoga teacher myself. So like what we do and what I had been doing before I met Jose was weaving in the medicines that I knew, which was from the native people of America. You know, I'd been working as a medicine person in that discipline for decades and being a pipe carrier and a healer. And I had four songs that I used because that's all I could do. And my ability to make music was really limited. Like I have a, I have a heart that beats unevenly. So I started learning how to drum, hoping, hoping to balance my heart, but instead I just drum unevenly. I, I couldn't hold the music aspect very strongly, though I did what I could, including using our chance to help people find their voice. And then Jose, when we were first starting to talk and reveal the things that were really precious to us, I I told him one of my deepest secrets, which was I was starting to experiment with this thing. I didn't talk about my experiments. I don't talk about my new breakthroughs with people until they're established. And this was brand new. And it was like, I'm, I'm using sound. I'm using brummery. I'm using my medicine song to go in and break up the congestion or the twistedness inside of people's bodies as a healing. And he looked at me and he said, my people have been using music to play into the bones and sing into the bones for 40,000 years. And I was like, Mm. Ooh, we need to talk. We need to talk. I really want to dive into that beautiful river of knowledge. Yeah. So it's not only that you were even, I mean, it sounds like you, you had, I mean, obviously the prayers for the partner and whatnot, but you had already had this other feeling, this other, you knew you wanted to add something else into what you were offering. And Jose happened to be someone that could help facilitate that. Yeah. He's definitely, he's definitely the carrier of it. I was bringing in the ceremony 
I was already teaching yoga ceremony. I was bringing the ceremony as I knew it, but it was very specific. And Jose has been in ceremonies with different indigenous tribes all over the world. And he's the carrier of the songs and the dances with descendants. It's like frequently he's teaching them what the steps are or the songs are. So it's yeah. like he holds those. He keeps them alive. When I first took Anna's course, I, I just said, I need to take an advanced teacher training course myself personally to see what I'll do because I was also an artistic director, musician, and shaman. And mm -hmm. what Anna's classes lacked was professional music and professional structures. So being an artistic director all my life, I thought, okay, I'm going to construct the classes or the ceremonies like a good movie, like a really good movie script. So we have a, an amazing uh, ceremonial beginning. We come to an intriguing midpoint and then we have a happy ending, you know, and by the, what I mean by a happy ending, that by the time the ending is there, everybody is juiced up and we cleverly thread storytelling, music, us, uh, your poetry. There is just so much. And now we also, for the first time ever, I've brought in live musicians. So as well as myself being a musician. So mm -hmm. I have at, at the moment, the rainbow family of forest yoga, over 130 musicians. And I started bringing in real indigenous people into forest yoga. So far, over 30 of them. So before, there was no Indigenous people in a forest yoga class because yoga is predominantly white and middle class. So I just yeah. threw the gates open, bringing Indigenous people into the room, them telling their tales, them doing their songs. And that was just part of the massive changes that I brought to forest yoga because the other massive change I brought to forest yoga is I made forest yoga a vegan friendly yoga system. And that was very wow. important because Anna loved animals so much. I love animals as well. So I could never harm an animal, but uh, you know, it, it, it's not just a matter of compassion. It's also environment and health. So the vegan aspect, the music, the music aspect, the indigenous people coming into the room aspect, and also mm -hmm. with the courses that anyone who does a Hosanna course in forest yoga uh, needs to be aware of the dietary aspect after the training. Also, to begin a program of insight, uh, like uh, music, uh, writing, uh, acting, singing. It just goes on and on. So we always make sure we give the students a package to go away with. Not, a daily yoga practice is not enough to, to get by. We need also the dietary uh, thing to help our spiritual life. We also need to begin a program of insight and we also need a reconnection to nature. And that's what the indigenous peoples of the world have that white middle-class society does not. They still had the magic of a connection, a reconnection to nature. So these are the changes 
in forest yoga? I think it's, it's so cool. You know, I mean, it, it, to just so someone, you know, looking from afar, you guys both have these really magical gifts on, on both ends. You know, Jose, you came in with this really skillful, talented way of bringing this other way of, of shamanism into, into a type of healing practice. And then Anna, you've, you know, I mean, 45 years later, you've, you've obviously, you've got this dialed in and the way that you guys have so skillfully and and even the way that you're telling the story of, of of how you tell the story like it's not something that's just put together it's not something that's just like oh, okay we're just gonna you know kind of make these things happen but it's so thoughtfully weaved in like one with the other like knowing this and, and seeing this have you guys seen any changes in in the students that that come and and, and the outcome of their experience like how there's got to be some sort of okay. really big effect because it's like it's like magic on top of magic on top of magic yeah we just finished a workshop in los angeles where many of my students that have worked with me since 30 years ago showed up so it was a grand reunion mm-hmm. but also it's like oh my god it's so different now I love what you're bringing in here and what's, you know, what Jose is saying and what, you know, it's so different. And it's like, yes, it is because there's now two medicine people that are heading this instead of just one. Each of us carries our own power and we've been very carefully, very mindfully weaving it together. Not just so, oh, let's just like do whatever, you know, like we write out the classes. We test drive them. In other words, we do them. We work out the ceremonial part and then invite the sacred ones to come co-create it with us. You know, we do our work. We Yeah, I, f- I feel like it makes it makes it all like a lot more potent. You know, I know that Individ- individually I've experienced, you know, uh, no, not Jose individually, but, you know, shamanism and healing through music and whatnot. And then I've also done, you know, forest yoga and I could just like, I'm, I wish you guys could see my facial expression as you're, you're, you're uh, describing this stuff. Cause I'm just like, wow, how, when sign me up. It's, it's <laughs> such a wow. It's such a wow. We're so excited about it. We're so excited about it. It's like, this is, you know, I feel like we're two people who were very seasoned very yeah. and it would be it would be easy from the outside at least to sort of slip into like yeah yeah been there done that but we're not there right. at all it's just like we are doing amazing work in the world and we're really thrilled about it and we're really working to help turn the tide of destruction that humanity is on so for example with making choices about being a vegan or the plant-based diet recognizing mm-hmm. that you win on three major levels when you do that your own health improves Mm -hmm. vitally amazingly you help save the planet because the the meat and dairy industry is destroying our planet and our air and our water and you help Mm -hmm. save the animals so that they're not being bred in captivity and slaughtered and shot up with drugs which then poison us it's like it's just a really vicious cycle that by making a change in what you eat every day you make a difference on these three major fronts. It's a win-win situation. It's it's taking your students a little bit deeper. You know, it's, it's, it's allowing them to, um, to see more than just you know, we can get caught up on the physical practice. We can get caught up on the surface level, but it sounds like, you know, there's, there's other layers that you're unpacking for them there. And also we, we use the, the asana part as very much like what Jose is like, it's a time to use the poses as a quest. You go in and you start exploring the mystery of who you are or the mystery of your injury or whatever it is that you're working on. Because we give you an intent to work on. It's not just like, 
inhale up dog exhale down dog i mean i've never taught like that but, <laughs> yeah i can't see i can't hear you talking like yeah, that <laughs> but it's just so focused and teaching that focus is like we give our people these beautiful life tools so that when they leave the room with us or the ceremony or the course they have life skills that they can apply mm-hmm. in a different way in their practice in the way they walk in the world we re- we really are working to make a difference to help mend the hoop of the people it's it's this is our spirit pledge and our life work i agree i think it's it's you know it's so easy to uh, you know for 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 movement to be movement and that's not a bad thing but i also think that you know having this opportunity as as yoga teachers a lot of us you know we can really the yoga really happens and the healing happens after the mat after you leave the room after and and you know you can either choose to do it for 90 minutes or you know whatever long it is or you can take that into the rest of your day or you can take that into the rest of your week or your month or your year or your life absolutely danny on the mat i I consider it sort of like a scientific sacred scientific laboratory it's like what you're doing on the mat you do elsewhere so i don't want to make that separation because yoga people have been making that mistake a long time it's like the asana people are separate from the the deep wisdom people it's like meditation yeah yeah it's that's it's actually that schism creates more fragmentation it's like Mm. the the poses the work with the poses can be very deep and profound and the tools that you're using for your internal spiritual quest and healing but it's also they're fun they also you build your self-esteem you build the endorphin connection to uplift yourself yeah and it's it also brings in a like you said it's like the playful part of it as well you know being able to learn how to laugh at yourself in in yoga you know if you fall over or whatever is is a good thing it's also it's like our people are so inundated with drugs and our our people's immune systems are so depressed and confused because of all of the the drugs that are given the animals and then we're eating and a lot of our people are drugged from over-the-counter stuff and their alcohol and their pot and their whatever, that with the yoga, the yoga helps change the chemistry in their body and uplifts them out of their depression. So it mm-hmm. starts teaching the brain how to make good chemicals without these external poisons and it starts moving the poisons out we need the postures we need them yeah i agree and and i think what a lot of people forget too is like the postures are also a vessel for everything else to come in you know when you can learn how to steady the mind there chances are you're gonna learn how to steady the mind somewhere else there's such good medicine but in our trainings danny we always emphasize that the daily yoga practice will not be enough uh, it, it, it is definitely a huge part, that physicality and, and moving every day, but also the dietary support for a spiritual life is huge because we eat two, three times a day. And if you're American, mostly it's junk food and cooked food and processed food. So it's not really congruent to a spiritual life. And then, of course, there's also the meditational side and uh, reflecting side. Uh, connecting to nature, and also people need a passion and a purpose off the mat. For Anna and I, we have many, and music and singing is one of those passions and purpose. And uh, something like music or acting or writing or something involved in the arts lights up the brain in so many ways. And if we can package all this together, we have just a much better chance of living above our demons. 
there's there's like such a spiritual bereftness in our people. And when we can give them these and, you know, refocus people on how to get into where this empty hole is inside and begin to fill it with their own spirit and fill it with the medicines of music or whatever it is that quivers the soul to bring that healing in. So it's, it's like, yes, we help people heal their headaches and their back pain and their whatever, but it's like learning to connect to your spirit and then learning. This is so important, learning to do the things that brighten your spirit, not dim it. So if people in their stupid addiction mind go, oh, yeah, well, this scotch brightens my spirit. It's like, stop lying to yourself. You're, you're just right. babbling yeah. as an addict. Oh, yes, chocolate brightens my spirit. And it's like, no, you're addicted to it. There's a difference between yeah. what brightens your spirit and what turns on your addictions. Is Learn discernment, my friend. It's I can't tell you guys how uh, how amazing it is to hear both of you speak, but more importantly, as you guys, even hearing you guys talk individually, it's like you guys are talking just as a whole the entire time. It's very, it's very, very cool to hear. I mean, from an outsider, you know, and, and again, this is Jose, this is my first time my, with my interaction with you. And it's, it's very, it's, it's one, it's very much one voice. It's very much one mission. It's very much, it's just so, um, I mean, I hate to sound corny and cheesy, but it's just so authentic and it's so real. And you, like, I'm still, gr I'm grinning yeah, right now. I hope you can hear, you can hear that across. Anna and I bring a, a lifetime of experience into the yoga room. We are real people with real experience and we're both, Yeah, we've traveled the four corners of the, I, I'd been to the four corners of the planet before I met Anna and we bring, we bring reality back into the yoga room because one of the problems I had when I first brought all this uh, magic and medicine into the yoga room that a lot of it was cheesy and corny. He's talking about someone else's uh, class. I'm not talking about Anna Forrest. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, you know, I, I, not being negative or anything, but, there, you know, we have to be real sometimes. And there was a lot of cheesiness and corny, corniness in the white middle class yoga scene. After all, I heard somewhere that 30 million people had done teacher training courses and we had situations where you know, 21 and 22 year old people were doing teacher training courses and I thought well you haven't even lived yet so with Anna Forrest I found reality and I thought well this is a person that we can really start bringing an evolution to yoga I I have uh, performing artists all over the world, and some of them are Indian, masters of dance or Dissi dance and instrument, and they were very, very critical of yoga, uh, American-style yoga. And they always, always were telling me, Jose, it's not just about the physical practice, it's about the meditation and the diet and this and that. And I said, yes, 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 don't worry. Anna and I will get around to all of it. So, uh, <laughs> so yeah, Anna and I bring uh, reality and, uh, you know, a lot of people speak about shamanism and, uh, you know, a lot of people are textbook shamans. They've read some good shaman books and can do the quotes. I was lucky enough to have teachers and have firsthand experience of stepping into the dream time consciously. And that is worth a thousand books alone when a shaman has worked on the other side, uh, just stepped into the other side and not read about what it is to step into the dream time fully conscious. So 
I love a couple of things that you, that you said on there was, was, you know, you have the real experience and you know that you're doing real work. And, and more importantly, it's like, you know, you're teaching to real people. And that's the biggest point. That's like the biggest part that I think people forget. You're teaching to real life human beings who are having experiences, who are in need of the healing, who are in need of your, yeah, of the, of the service that you're providing. Absolutely. One of the, I was just shocked, Danny, at the amount of people that are on board of suicide. I've done, uh, you know, 20 teacher trainings with Anna now, and we have talking circles. And what really shocked me was I thought that these yoga people were, you know, somewhat at least half cured. But I was in a state of shock when I found out so many people are on the precipice and uh, border suicide cases. And I thought, wow, uh, we... Anna and I have a lot of work to do. Yeah, it's true. <laughs> you know, what's an interesting thing for, for me, a, a perspective is like years and years and years ago, when I, you know, continuously was like choosing life and I'd find different layers of what that internal motivation was for me, you know, instead of choosing suicide. And at a certain point it's like, okay, I'm going to go hunt. What is love? Because I've heard right. about it. People talk about it in the yoga world. They talk about it until I get like spiritual diabetes. It's just so nauseating. But I'm going to hunt. What is this? And in that process, I had to realize that I had no neuroreceptors for love. None. Mm. And this was the magic is I chose to grow my neuroreceptors for love. And so I don't take love for granted. It's something that needs nurturing and care just like our own spirit does. And with Jose and I, our work is very much built around the core of our love, mm-hmm. our love for each other, for life, for this world, for the animals and for the people. And and I, for years, I wouldn't even talk about these things because it's like, oh, it's going to be interpreted by the listener as the same new age pap, you know, and it's like, I'm really serious about this. Like we go and we work with people, we can see right past all their little fancy facades and lies. And we are reaching into that authentic person, even if they've been curled up for a while or they're hiding behind some smoke screen. It's like we we want to touch that authentic person and their facades. We just move aside. But we don't care if they're like an actress or a singer or famous or a housewife or whatever they are. It's like we reach into that person. And that's who we're sing to. That's who we touch. That's who we're giving these tools to. Because there's nothing more mysterious and magic than who we actually are. And all the facades is sort of like a really poor imitation of life. I think, I mean, I, I, I definitely, you know, can feel that. I feel that, you know, like just, again, the way you guys are talking and the way it comes together, it's, it's, it's absolutely beautiful. And I mean, who can top that love story? <laughs> I like you guys, you guys pretty much just wrote the next, uh, you know, rom-com for Hollywood. <laughs> you meet in an elevator and then, you know, it's so, so crazy. It's, it's been such a beautiful story to hear first, firsthand from you guys. It's such an honor to be able to speak to you guys today. And just thank you guys so much for the work that you're doing. And, and Anna, it's like I was saying, you know, it's been so cool. Like you were one, like I, I had just started yoga. I literally just started. And, and a friend of mine was like, come to this yoga journal thing. And I was like, sure, why not? Like I have nothing to lose. And then here it goes again, full circle. And then I get to connect with you as well, Jose. It's just, 
it's so cool the way the universe works and the way that everything comes together. Danny, we have one question for you. Absolutely. Are you breathing? <laughs> I am breathing. <laughs> oh my god, Anna, I was I was struggling. It was like the last day, and I was just like, oh, okay, I'm gonna I'm gonna make it through this weekend. I, I again, new yoga practitioner, brand new, and I, you just came up. And your fierceness. And I remember you like tilted your head and your braid was hanging down and you were like, are you breathing? And I was like, she <laughs> we call Thank you guys so much. It's It's been such a pleasure to, to have you on the show and to hear you guys speak. And uh, I know you guys are going to be coming to San Francisco soon. So hopefully I'll be able to uh, swing by and at we're least here give now, you guys a big Danny, hello in we're person. In San- oh, you're looking, here now. As we're talking to you, we're looking at the streets of San Francisco. We're, we're oh around the Fisherman's Wharf area. Well, I'm going to I'm gonna hunt you guys down this weekend and at least give you guys a very big hug and a big squeeze and just say thank you in we're person. We're at Yoga Flow. Oh, you are at Yoga Flow this week. That's right. That's right. I'll make sure that I link that actually um, in the show notes so that people know yeah, where to find you this weekend. We're doing a continuing education training for teachers that's just for three days, but people are welcome to come in on the morning ceremony in the yoga class. Awesome. Awesome. Actually, maybe I'll join you guys for the morning ceremony. You should, Danny. You should see what we're doing. We're so in love with what we're doing. It's fantastic. I would love that. I would love that. Thank you guys again so much for jumping on the show today. It's been such a pleasure and an honor to have you guys. Thank you, Danny. Take care. <laughs>